Hello, everyone. It's time to raise the roof for the fifth time, uh, our fifth episode of this uh, Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Uh, Evan and Gibby are back. I'm back. Um, we have a lot of things to discuss. We haven't talked to you guys in a couple series, so we have two series to recap. A quick IL report, which is basically just saying that Oliver Drake's back. So if we want to just conclude the IL report by saying Oliver Drake's back, but we can talk a little bit about his outing today. And then a preview of um, uh, a new thing, a new concept called a five-game series because there have been so many doubleheaders this year um, due, due, due to a lot of things. So now the Rays will be finishing up their season series with the Orioles this year with a five-game series starting tomorrow with a doubleheader at Camden Yards, which the Rays will be at home for one or will be the home team for one of them, but they'll be at Camden Yards for all five games. Um, and then obviously there was a game tonight or uh, as we're recording this, it's the next day technically, but uh, yesterday afternoon um, with the Rays and the Nationals to finish up their two game series. Why don't we talk more currently about what happened with the Rays and Nats series and then we can go back to what happened with the Red Sox series because I feel like it was kind of the same concepts. So Rays played the Nats in a quick two game series to end up their four game um uh, season series together, obviously losing the first two games at Nats Park, um, winning winning the first game at home, and then things kind of spiraled out of control in the second game. Uh, how did we feel about this uh, most recent series of the Trop? I guess I'll start. Um, so, you know, we had pretty good uh, first day, you know, six six to one, I believe. Um, our, our pitching, they got into some, into some dicey situations in that first game, but they were able to pitch it out and get us out of the innings, especially at the end. They had the bases loaded, and they were able to get by without letting them score. And then in the second game, our bats just went really cold. Even though we had a tying home run from Brandon Lau in the ninth inning, which was very, very hype, um, in the very next extra inning of that of, of uh, that game, um, there was a solo – no, a, a home run – Two, two. two run homer from I think it was Luis Garcia. Is that what his yeah, name is? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the youngest guy in the major leagues, which just makes me feel even that much older that there's a guy that's already more successful than me. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he has braces. I was like, whoa, he's young. <laughs> that's disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah, and our, our batch just were kind of, I mean, we had people on base like all throughout that game, but. We just couldn't capitalize off of that, so it was it was kind of frustrating in that second game because I felt like that was definitely ours to win. Um, so that's how I thought about that most recent series. But yeah, uh, yesterday's game, the first game of the series, where we won six to one. Like Yarbrough looked really good. He looked back to his old self. Um, offense looked good. Six runs is always good. Kind of an easy win. Like no no wins are easy, but like they made that look easy. Um, and then today, I mean, got off hard. Uh, got off, got off hot. Sorry, um, Nate Low, Nate Low with a two-out RBI double in the first inning, which was a good start to the game. But that didn't really carry over throughout the whole game because I think we left at least ten people on. I don't know exactly how many people, but I remember talking, I remember talking, tweeting ten people at some point. So at least ten people. Um, we were like zero for eight with runners in scoring position, which is just not acceptable. Um, yeah, that B-Lau home run, home run was awesome. Uh, that was just a very, like, anticlimactic ending, I guess, to that game because he hits that home run with two strikes with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And then very next pitch, he hits – Garcia hits an absolute bomb. Like, and, and it's Anderson who – no one usually touched the ball on Anderson. So – but, I mean, they played well. Like, it's it, it's frustrating that we lost today because I feel like we did enough to win. Our pitching 
played really well. Drake didn't play that well in his return. He gave up a two-run home run, but only two bad pitches in the whole game really cost us it. Uh, I just hope it doesn't carry over. Hopefully we kind of get that out of our minds on our way to Baltimore tomorrow. But, yeah, just get hopefully just erase that. Learn from it, but erase it from the memory and just get it just bounce back with two big ones tomorrow so yeah I'm echoing a similar sentiment to you guys they played really well um on I guess it would be Wednesday um or would it be no it'd be Tuesday but um they played yeah yeah yeah, they played really well on Tuesday um obviously a 6-1 scoreline things did get dicey in the ninth inning what they were able to get out of it which was good and then today they faced a starter who had a 7-9-9 ERA and was 0-5 um, and he had given up 30 earned, 29 earned runs and 32 innings pitched, so almost an earned run per inning. And after the first inning, they couldn't manage a run against him the rest of the game. Uh, obviously, Drake coming in off of injury, which we'll talk about in just a second, which was really nice to see him back, but then giving up the two-run homer to Asdrubal Cabrera, who's is still a baseball player, but like honestly pretty washed up by now. Um, yeah, that is true, former Ray. I mean, the Nationals just have a bunch of guys like that. I mean, Howie Kendrick's the same kind of guy. But it's just – it was really frustrating to see that. Obviously, Lau hitting the home run in the ninth inning was fantastic. I was, like, frantically trying to tweet out something about it. And then, like, literally as soon as I tweeted that out, then, like, the Luis Garcia thing popped up. So, I feel like it was my fault, um, even though I literally <laughs> have nothing to do with the game. But that's just me. That – I think they – I saw, like, Juan Toribo, who's the Rays MLB.com reporter, said that this – Lau's home run was only the second time in race history that down to the last strike they hit a game-tying home run. Obviously, the other one being Dan Johnson in game 162 in 2011. For those that don't remember, clearly you're not a race fan if you don't know game 162 in 2011 because it's literally the most iconic game in race history other than game 7 of 08 or I don't know. That's basically the most iconic game in the team. Probably the best race moment of all time is game 162, I would say. Yeah, that was a really good moment, but um and then literally first pitch first pitch of the 10th inning god that was so fun and and, and and like evan said anderson's usually lights out and it's just oh it was so frustrating and then so if we're if we're talking about runners on base nate low turned into like bryce harper with like when like he was in chicago a couple years ago and he literally just got walked the entire series. He he gets walked three times in this game, two times intentionally to face Manny Margot. And, like, you would think that Manny Margot, after at least one of them, would be pissed off that they weren't pitching to him. Yet he managed to go 0-4, 0-5, or 0 for 5 in the game, left, like, nine guys on base, just himself, which was just really, really bad. And Margot has been one of our best hitters as of recently and tore up the Red Sox, which we'll talk about in a second. Not a good look for him. Not a good look for the team, considering that you had many opportunities in scoring position, and you went 0 for 8, 0 for 9, um, if you want to consider the 10th inning, because I'm sure that they consider that. So, not a good look. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10, which isn't great. They went two, they went 3 and 3 on the homestand. Uh, they're 5 and 6 in their last 11, which isn't really that good. It's, it's been very much mediocre. And I said, um, in my opinion, this week was the most important week of the season because the Nationals and Orioles have given us fits. I called it the curse of the DMV, because obviously DMV, Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, Baltimore's in Maryland, D.C.'s its own its own uh, city, its own district. And it's just, it, it's been really, fr- I know that it was at the trough, but it's still D.C. team. It was it was just really frustrating, and I'm, I'm very concerned about this weekend, but I think before this weekend, I want to quickly talk about what happened, that four-game series over the weekend against the Boston Red Sox, which the Rays split. I know that we talked about... Um, 
hopefully them getting a series win. They were close. Um, they had opportunities to win in a couple games. Uh, some guys were brought in in wrong situations. Um, those two games in the middle, they really hit the ball well. That was kind of the first time that that um, uh, Bilal got or Brandon got off to his um, you know played. He he had gone off. He had gone on that really really bad hitless streak and uh, that slump, and then he kind of brought things back slowly. Started bringing things back in the series, and obviously, I think now he's only a seven game hitting streak. So I think because I said that he's probably not going to get a hit tomorrow. Um, so thanks to me for doing that. Uh, but how did you guys feel about that series against Boston? I know that Boston's not a good team, but Boston's always been pesky at Tropicana Field. And just for reference, uh, the Rays ended up going three and three against the Red Sox at Tropicana Field. And this was the, I believe, the fifth or sixth consecutive year that they've had, they've posted either a 500 record or a losing record. So this is the second 500 record, and then all the rest of them have been losing records against the Red Sox at home. So that, that's not that great of a thing. But how did you guys feel about that series? Um, well, yeah, you can go first. Uh, I mean, it definitely didn't do what we needed to do. I thought I said before the series that said we have to win three out of four, which was looking good. We had the lead for, I feel like, a while. Or I guess not. it wasn't a while, but Kevon Smith hit a – Go ahead, two run bomb in the like fourth or fifth inning, and then the Red Sox just went out. This absolutely exploded in sixth or seventh. I don't really remember, but um, I think it was the sixth because I think that's when they brought in Fairbanks. Okay, yeah, Fairbanks. Whew, he did not definitely his worst outing the season. But I mean, we excluding the eleven to one game, we only scored ten runs against them in three games, which against I believe they have given up the most earned runs in the league is not nearly enough to, to like, that's mediocre at best. Yeah. Uh, we should have scored at least five runs a game. Um, I, I know that 11-1 run, like, game will, like, skew the averages a little bit. But, like, those other three games, sure, we won one of them. But the two losses, I mean, we scored three runs in both those games. Like, it, I think everything kind of boils down to the offense. Yeah, Fairbanks didn't do that well in the game on Sunday. But, um I mean, the offense didn't give him much of a cushion anyways. He still shouldn't have given up four runs, I think. But, um, yeah, the offense, it, it really all boils down to the offense. Pitching's doing as much as they can, especially how stretched they are. But, yeah, just Willie needs to get going. Meadows is atrocious right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, b gets going. And, Mark, like you said, Margot looked completely out of it today. He looked like a bull today. But, um, yeah, just, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I do want to interrupt for just a quick second. So to go over the pitching lines of that of that uh, series finale. So if we're going to talk about something, I feel like we should mention Charlie Morton because, like, he has not been that great this year. And I know that obviously he came off the IL. But, like, even his start the season didn't really look that good. Four and a third innings, three earned runs, six hits allowed. Fairbanks goes two-thirds of an inning, gives up a run. Uh, and then Ryan Thompson comes in for an inning, gives up two earned runs. I think that was the guy who – Arroyo hit the home run off of it, if I'm not mistaken, in the sixth inning, because it seems like here it, it looks like only one of those runs um, wasn't in, was inherited to Fairbanks, but he ended up giving two of them, and then the other one was charged to Morton because that was the runner that was inherited on base. And then Thompson was the one to give up the home run, I believe, to Arroyo in the sixth inning. Um, so that's how they ended up getting those two runs. But it was a very interesting series. But, uh, Gibby, why don't you go? Well, the one positive I look at in that series – is that we had that all left-handed lineup that was pretty cool, and I think we, <laughs> I, I think that was the eleven to one game. It was the eleven to one so game, so it, it worked. Like you know, they could have just put out like a left-handed pitcher out there, you know, and like gotten stuff done. I think they you know, did. 
I, they did at first. I think yeah. they put a righty in after that. Yeah, and then literally after like one batter, they took him out and they're like, or, or, or like an inning, they were like, oh, whoops, and we're going to put a lefty out there. <laughs> so, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, you know, they're playing, they're, they're like, they don't got a good record, but I mean, they're still an okay team, you know? Like, they got good hitters. I just think it's just their bullpen that really kills them in games. And like, you know, that should help us, but it didn't. This, this weekend uh we split the series they're playing spoiler you know they don't really they don't really care they just want to spoil our fun you know so uh it was interesting to watch definitely probably some revenge on their part too some revenge too yeah definitely some they're revenge mad they're mad after we because we obliterated them <laughs> that was not a good that was, at, that at was not a good series for them at fenway um yeah. i guess my quick my quick two cents on it honestly like pretty crappy series you, you you take out the 11 to 1 game as evan said you you scored that's 11 runs in you 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 scored as many runs in one game as you did the other three games of the series so it evens out to be that you basically scored over five runs a game but in reality you only scored you you scored 11 in one game and then you basically averaged four of the other three which isn't great like the red sox aren't that good I mean, they play Pasky and they have nothing to lose this year. So I'm sure that's, mm-hmm. that's not going to help us out when we play the Orioles. And that certainly didn't help us out when, when, when we played the Nationals because we ended up going one and three against them this year. Like, as of right now, the Nationals aren't making the playoffs. I don't know if they will. I mean, I'll, I'll eat my words if they somehow go undefeated and then go on a, a, a run to the playoffs. But That would be absurd. That would be absurd. But right now, the Nationals aren't a playoff team. The Red Sox already got eliminated. So clearly, they're not a playoff team. They literally have nothing to lose. So that didn't really help us out. And then, I mean, a three and three homestand isn't great. Like I said, we had, for some weird reason, we have our troubles against the Red Sox at the trot. It's so weird. I just don't get it. Like, I think that we had a losing record against them last year and then went eight and two at Fenway, which is just doesn't make sense because you would think it would be the other way around. Yeah. Um, so just not, not great. I mean, we ended up finishing, I believe, with a seven and three record against them because I think we went, we were, Five and one, or four and one, going into that game, and then, or it must have been five and one, and then obviously splitting the series. So we ended up going seven and three against them. So right now, against divisional opponents, we're six and four against the um, uh, eight and two against the Yankees, six and four against the Blue Jays, seven and three against the Red Sox, and right now we are two and three against the Orioles. Uh, so the hopes are that we can turn things around this weekend. Is but tiebreaker? What? What is tiebreaker? Just head-to-head matchup? I have no clue. Are you, are you are you talking about like for winning for winning the division? Yeah, I have no clue what it is. I, I, I think, think yeah, it, it is. It is whoever won the series. Whoever it's, won the series. So right yeah, now, so if it was Blue Jays, we would take the division. If we okay, so them. we so we have the winning record against both the Blue Jays and the Yankees, but yeah, know, I don't believe that the Orioles are going to find a way to do something in the lat. You know, to like go on some miracle run, uh, sweep us five zero. You know, maybe I'll eat my words there and they will sweep us 5-0 and then I'll cry in my room re- repeatedly for hours on end. Um, I'm <laughs> hoping that's not the case. But I think so before we go into kind of a thing about the Orioles, I do want to talk about a quick IL update. Uh, the only IL update that we really have other than Yandy Diaz, um, not necessarily fully back. Oh, and then so we have a couple of things. So Yandy Diaz is currently on the 10-day IL. I heard that he was at Port Charlotte at the alternate site taking BP, but it really wasn't trying to put as much 
weight on whatever um, leg he had his hamstring problem on. So we don't really know what's going to happen with that. I know he had some sort of a problem with that last year, or he had some sort of an injury problem. So that's pretty concerning moving forward, considering that this is the second straight year that he's had something. Uh, G-Man Choi is out for the regular season, at least with uh, – it was, it was a hamstring problem as well, correct? I think so. Yep. Yeah. So uh, G-Man Choi is out. A uh, regular first baseman is now out for the season. So expect Nate Lowe to be in there for the rest of the year or Mike Rousseau or, or Lau. I mean, he could be in there because I know that he also plays – he plays a litany of positions. And then the – I guess the news and, you know, the good news is that we got reliever Oliver Drake back. So we talked about Oliver Drake. He came in to the game today or yesterday, so Wednesday, against the Nationals. Unfortunately, ended up giving up a two-run homer to Asdrubal Cabrera in the sixth inning, I believe. I know it was a bullpen day. Yeah. Um, struck out a guy, walked a guy, gave up a hit, obviously the home run. Threw an inning, so not the best outing that you want to have on your way back. Uh, but for what it's worth, it's nice to have him back. It's nice to have some some more depth in the, in the bullpen, considering that we've gotten back him, we got back Anderson. Um, we've gotten back um, now two of our starters in Yarborough and Morton. So it's nice to have some sort of depth back. Uh, it, it, was, it was nice to see the bullpen day back. I guess it didn't work because they were 4-0 coming into this game at bullpen day games. And I think Juan Toribo jinxed it by saying that they were 4-0 and then they ended up losing today. Uh, some good signs, I guess, talking about yesterday's game, if we're going to talk about some guys. Uh, Ryan Sheriff threw two scoreless innings of relief, gave up one hit. Josh Fleming threw yeah, three Fleming's and two. Good. Fleming had a really good outing, and I know he's I like really Fleming close. a lot. Fleming's been – He's not, a lefty, right? He's been so solid. He, yeah, he is a lefty, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, he's a lefty out of Webster University School of Education. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Webster. I think good he's – dictionary. He's a he's a um yeah very good dictionary he's a so they did designate Sean Gil Martin which if you guys don't know who Sean Gil Martin is currently yep. married to oh boy <laughs> we're not gonna say it but just just be aware he is married to someone who is uh she's a person that's all I'm gonna say about that <laughs> but um so yeah they designated Gil Martin they they I guess they DFA'd him or they designated him to at least the I know if they if if it's designated, they would just DFA him, right? They wouldn't just throw him down to the alternate site. Yeah, I think okay. so. So yeah, so so or maybe they did. I I don't know, but Fleming has looked really good this year, and it's a really good sign because we always find diamonds in the rough somehow. So it was nice to see Fleming do that. Let's see if we're talking about oh, God. This is in minor league stats. <laughs> he's not in the minor leagues anymore. He is in the major leagues, and he's not a TikToker. He's not, he's he's not a TikTok star. I can. <laughs> can guarantee that with with wholehearted con, uh, honesty. So he's uh, he's thrown twenty three innings. I don't know if they're including the game today. It doesn't seem like they are. Oh no, they are. Um, so he's got three four seven ERA, three and oh, 18 strikeouts, and twenty three in the third innings pitched. That's pretty good. Um, definitely good for a guy who really came out of nowhere. Only give it up nine earned runs this year, twenty one hits. So he's basically averaging less than a hit per inning, which is pretty good. I know he can improve on that. I would say anyone can improve on that. Uh, two thirty nine opponents uh, batting average against, which is pretty good. So it's it's nice to see that production out of him, and hopefully he'll turn into something. Uh, before we get into our series preview for this weekend, let's talk a quick playoff update since it is right around the corner. Obviously, the Rays are in the thick of things right now. If we pull up the MLB.com standings, I believe they are either second or third in the in the in the AL playoff hunt in general. I know that right now. The, of course, uh, 
uh, as you as you expected it, the Chicago White Sox. You know, just I'm sure that all of the predictions had them going crazy this year. But the the currently the White Sox are um, uh, atop the AL uh, with a 32 and 17 record. The Rays are currently third or second right now. They have a 31 and 18 record. Oakland has a 31 and 19 record. Uh, so that's the current standings um, right now. I believe the Rays' record to clinch a play or the Rays' magic number to clinch a playoff spot is four, possibly three, depending on what's going on with this uh, Seattle Mariners San Francisco Giants game. Because Seattle right now is the team that is just outside the playoff picture. So the more they lose, the more we get closer to a playoff spot. So let me go check that. It is currently, as of this recording, is currently nine three Giants in the middle of the seventh inning, bottom of the seventh inning. So hopefully if things stay as they are, the Rays magic number to clinch a playoff spot at least will be three going into tomorrow. Obviously with the doubleheader tomorrow, things could happen kind of crazy. And then the Rays right now have a three-game lead over the New York Yankees who have won seven games in a row after completely crapping the bed and have, uh, have won two straight against Toronto. Uh, let's see what happens tomorrow. I'm expecting them to probably sweep the series, but it'd be nice if Toronto won because then that would help out our magic number for the division, which right now our number to clinch the division is nine. So that is a combination of both wins and losses. So basically the Rays just need to find a way to just keep doing what they're doing. And if all things go well, then they'll have their first division title since 2010, which will be the third uh, division title in franchise history. And that is something that we would all like to see happen. But I want to get some thoughts from you guys. Where are we? How are we feeling about? So based on what the team has done in recent memory, how are we feeling about what's going to shape out with this playoff push in these last, I believe it is um, 10 games or so that that, that it, or 11 games or so that the team has. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, I It's, so tough like it's so tough with us being so cold and the Yankees being so hot like the thing is like it really doesn't matter a whole lot if we win the division sure it'll be nice to get like bragging rights against the Yankees fans and against most experts because a lot of experts thought the Yankees were just gonna blow by everybody a lot they they thought the Rays were gonna be really good too but they I don't think most many of them thought we would win the division so it'd be nice to prove them wrong but um like it really doesn't matter where we're seated honestly because all eight teams are going to be really good in the playoffs. Like, we're going to have to – every series is going to be tough. Like, it's not all about seeding. It's kind of just about bragging rights. I think we do win the division, though. I think we – tomorrow might be the biggest game this – tomorrow might be the biggest day of the season with two games, um, especially coming off of, like we all said, a mediocre homestand. But, um, it, it, like, I think we will. I don't know. That might be my hard talking about my brain. But, like – uh, yeah, I don't. I I think we will. But yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I hope since we've gotten, we're not. I don't think we're gonna fall into that same uh, trap that we did earlier in the season with the Orioles. So I think we'll do all right there. At least split it. Oh wait, can't split a five game series. This is weird. Um, <laughs> no, you can just split the last game. You can just say you. Know, <laughs> we're just gonna call it a tie. Doesn't tie. matter. Yeah, we're just gonna go home <laughs> and tie, guys. Um, yeah, but. I think judging by how we did last year and clinching our – that was a wild card spot that we got last year. Mm-hmm. But we were able to push into that and get some momentum going to there. This team, I mean, they're always fighting, always going to fight. So um, no matter, even if the bats are cold, you know, they're going to find a way to get it done, I think. And I mm-hmm. think we do end up 
um, clinching this division. Um, I'm glad we're kind of lower in that seating now, though. You know, we're not top of the AL. Um, it might I would actually up. prefer top of the AL right now because we'd be playing Cleveland instead of Toronto. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Toronto's seven, Cleveland's eight. So, yeah, I might want to get back up to the top there. <laughs> 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 who, who the hell are the White Sox playing? Let's go anti-White Sox for the rest of the podcast. Uh, they're playing the Twins right now. Oh, yeah, they got they lost today five one. So that'll be a good series. Oh yeah, that'll be a very Not good series. Me, bet on bet on the bet on the White Sox stage. You later let me down, but whatever. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess from my perspective, God, I want them to win the division so badly because they haven't won the division in forever. Ten I mean, years. it's 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 been a decade. So it'd be nice if they won the division. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like. I'm just like our magic number is nine, so that's like it's like like we're getting down to the lower. I mean, we're in single digits now, so they I like if they can't stay 500 because I don't know how good the Yankees are going to be toward the end of the year, and they got back Judge and they're getting back guys that are going to be healthy, so they're oh, yeah. kind of getting into that form right now, and we're catching it at the end. So I don't know, I don't know if they're playing. Oh, this is going to be interesting. So if we're looking at the Yankees' last few games of the season, um, they have a game against the Blue Jays tomorrow at 7. They have three against the Red Sox that are going to be, I believe, at Fenway. Then they have a four-game series against the Blue Jays in in in, in Buffalo, which could help us out. That's a tough way to end the season. What, five, you said four games at the end of the season against the Blue Jays? Yeah, four games in Buffalo against the Blue Jays. And then in Fenway against the team that – Hell yeah, they would want to spoil the Yankees' chance of winning the AL East. I mean, that's and then the biggest rival in baseball. So, but just to make it better, they have three games to finish the season off against who else? The Miami Marlins. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby! Six they're telling you, the Marlins are out for blood. They're twenty-five and twenty-two. I think I saw, Dude, and I, they're in second. The Marlins wanted like they're out for blood. I like them a lot. Their team is like if I had an NL team per se, I would one hundred percent be up on the Marlins. I wagon. swear to God, if the Marlins won this year, I would be done. Dude, I would with baseball, but like unreal. They I mean, win. I mean, both of their uh, both of their World Series wins are wild card spot wins that's so. the only so they have six so i've i've done this the marlins are literally one of the worst teams in major league baseball history um in terms of winning percentage they have more wins than us but like not by many because in the 2010s we've done like since we became the rays we've been godlike compared to when we were the team formerly known as the other team that we were known as uh, well, the marlins have been around for the, the marlins have been around for five years long. yeah five years more than we have Oh, that's it. But, oh, yeah. Time. So they have. So since 2008, we've had nine winning seasons. They've had six in their entire franchise history. Jeez. And they have two World Series. And they have which two World Series, which is the, which is the only two times in their franchise history that they've won over 90 games. And I believe it was they won 90 on the dot, and then they won like 91 or 92. Well, hey, good for them. They take advantage of when they're good. They, yeah, they when they're good and they take advantage of it. So. They they just they just anger me because Jeffrey Loria just just angers me as a human being. But that's another story. I would but, I would love to see Sixto and Cole go at it on the final game of the season. That I would pay money to see. Ale on the line. Sixto comes through. Hundred percent. My guy Sixto. That would Yankees, be, Yankees ownership's gonna call up Derek Jeter and they're gonna tell him to throw the game. He's gonna do it. 
You know, you know that like Sixto's put on like 70 pounds or something? Like Sixto's a beefy boy, but he throws gas. I want Sixto on the I've said this before and I'll say it again. I want Sixto on the race so badly. I love Sixto, I mean, Sixto to Tampa. Not only that he's a stud, his name is Sixto. Like that, <laughs> that's a good – honestly, jersey. that's a good reason. I would get a Sixto jersey in a millisecond after we traded for him. <laughs> <laughs> so – um, I'm trying to think. So, so the Yankees' schedule is actually a lot tough. So, ours is the Orioles for five games, then the Mets, and then the Phillies. So, if we're going by teams, we have the Orioles, who are who are going to play spoiler and have a much better team than a lot of people think. A team with a really bad bullpen, and then another team with a really bad bullpen. But the Phillies and Mets are both playing for something, though, aren't they? Yeah, but the Phillies just played the Mets and they blew a lead against the Mets. And we're not playing at Citizens Bank Park, so we don't have to deal with the Fandemic crew, which is that, like, group of people that are outside the stadium that are, like, like, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but, like, there's this group of Phillies fans that literally stand outside the gates in center field and they have, like, air horns that they, like, sound off during games. And when the Yankees came to Philadelphia, <laughs> Aaron Boone got so pissed off by them that he started complaining to the umpire. But they literally can't do anything because they were outside the stadium. So, like, they're oh not under God. the jurisdiction. And it's just great because, like, it's actually, like, fun to see fans, but it's just, like, the funniest thing because they're just, like, looking over the fence to, like, see nothing but, like, expect something to happen, and then they just have, like, a bunch of different air horns that they're just sounding off for games. So, shout-out to the Fandemic crew. This will be the one shout-out to the Fandemic crew this season. And we don't go to City Field either, do we? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I, can't, I can neither confirm nor deny. I will check the Mets. Uh, I'm just going to do this quickly. Go to the Mets. Mets, Mets, Mets. Oh, the Mets beat the Phillies today. They did. 5-4. Yep. It is – let's confirm this. It is at, oh, it's at City Field. Where, oh, it is mm-hmm. away? Yeah, I mean, it could be like it's well, it'll be road, road, home to end the season. It'll be eight games on the road, three games at home. Mm -hmm. A lot, though. One, one, one fake game at home because it'll be at Camden Yards. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't I don't support that. I think we should have just played that doubleheader here. You know, so I I, I support that. I support that. Play the doubleheader here. (laughs) Yeah. Just screw the Orioles. Just just doubleheader at the trot. Yeah, like, keep at, in my basement because I'm playing <laughs> here. So like you guys can. I mean, we can like fit a stadium here. That's it's. I mean, we got like a couple. I mean, we got some room. Like low low ceiling. So like I'm sure it'll work with the trot because they got catwalks. But I mean, what's I the uh, what's the capacity? Uh, like six. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a bullpen in there. And, and one fan's gonna hurt with the Rays being so close yet can't go to the game. It's gonna. Hurt. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be frustrating. I'm sure for Evan, it's gonna be frustrating. Yeah, but two series it's more than one against the Nats, and I can't go to any of them. It's, it's, uh, hey, it's, especially it since NFL it. games are having fans now. Yeah, well, there's only okay. two of them. It's one of them is literally Jacksonville. I know one of them is like, gonna be Tampa know. too. Tampa's gonna have them is. too. <laughs> of course, like I'm just like you know, of course Jacksonville, like. I think since we were talking about the Orioles, why don't we finish this up by talking about our, our final series preview against the Orioles this season. So the Rays have a five-game series against the Orioles starting tomorrow with a doubleheader that's seven-inning doubleheader that's starting at 435, and then I believe another game that's starting at seven. And then we should have three normal games uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How are you guys feeling? I can go look up probables, but how are you guys feeling about this uh, series and the totality of what's going to happen against the Orioles because we all know how we feel about what the heck happens at that beautiful place that we call Camden Yards. 
Yeah, I just hope Kevin Kiermaier makes his defensive plays. You know, doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't screw the pooch like he has at that stadium. Well, like, he has made one of the well, he has made one of the greatest catches of all time there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he, so, like, he, he has, nice, but not this season. <laughs> not this. That's and Willie. and Willie too. Willie was atrocious that one season, but yeah, or that yeah. one. Not good. So I guess so. I will. I will brief you guys. Uh, probables that I know of for this. Literally, we have two probables. So in game one, it's going to be, I can't see it, but Blake Snell was going to be game one. And then I believe not game two, but the Friday night game is going. So Kremer, who's Kremer? Oh, they made like a Kramer joke about this dude. I don't know where he's from with the Orioles, but his last name's Kremer. And they were like, oh, it's a Seinfeld joke. Cause like his name's almost Kramer. I mean, I'm, I'm going to regret that. He's probably going to just like shove and throw like seven innings, and I'm just going to be. Is that what they get excited about? Yeah, that's what that's that's, that's what they get excited about in Baltimore. He's throwing no hitter tomorrow. Uh, yeah, this is this is guaranteed. He's throwing a no hitter. But uh, just to make sure that I get this right about whom this man's is, uh, basically, so so Blake Snell's pitching tomorrow, and then Tyler Glass will be pitching on Friday, from what I know. Uh, Dean Dean Kremer or Kramer, I don't know. I'm just going to say Kremer, but I'm going to be corrected here. So he's thrown. Uh, 11 innings, 14 strikeouts, two games pitched, 1.64 ERA. Um, came out of uh, UNLV, so shout out to UNLV. Um, two earned runs, five hits allowed. Uh, wow. one, 135 opponent batting average. So obviously small, small sample size, small sample size, almost a two-to-one strikeout to walk ratio. So that's beneficial for the Rays that he's given up more walks than, than, than hits allowed. Um, again, small sample size. But uh, how do we feel? So he's a righty. So that means that we might throw out some lefties over the weekend. But with that in mind, um, are you guys – so I know that I just kind of interrupted everything. But are we confident? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Um, I mean, just going – I mean, I think today – I really hope we don't take today's loss hard. I hope Cash kind of gave him a good message in the locker room after – just because how kind of – it wasn't, like, heartbreaking per se because we didn't really lose the lead. But it was just such a kind of pumped-up moment right there when Lau tied it. He knew it off the bat, and we had all the momentum, and then we lose it about five minutes later. On the Not even. Probably, probably, like, two minutes later. It's – that just – I feel like it could be very deflating. Like I said, even though we never had the lead, but it kind of felt like we did, could be deflating. I hope it isn't. Um but I think the key to this weekend is starting pitching. Uh, starters have to go far. Coming off a bullpen day today and then doubleheader tomorrow, like our bullpen's going to be taxed. We have no days off until maybe Monday, maybe not even until the next Thursday. Luckily, so, they both are seven-inning games. So, like, they so are. like if, if Snell shoves and then whoever the guy is in game two shoves and we can get some good innings out of them, we only have to use about, you know, like one or two relievers if they go six innings. But, yeah, like – but, yeah. Starting pitching, making them – each guy needs to go, like, maybe at least six innings just to lessen the six. on the bullpen. Um, and then hitting – and then situational hitting. That's, like, which we didn't do today. Margot couldn't get a hit to save his life. But, um, yeah, just get hits with runners in scoring position. Take advantage of the men on base. And let's go take this series. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely time to come alive um, going into the postseason. Uh we really got to get our hitting together and make sure our pitchers are throwing gas again, like what Evan said. Yeah, that's about it for me, you know. I think 
Keep I it think simple. we'll do good. I think we'll we'll do good this series. Hopefully, hopefully. I'm gonna make. Uh, we we have to. There's like this is the most important series of the season, and we have to win the series, and we have to dominate. When I say win the series, so that just doesn't mean you know full house. Take take three out of five. We're talking like like they need to dominate because these last 11 games, while they might look easy, are going to be a lot tougher than than they think. I know that the Yankees have a tough schedule, though the Yankees are on a roll right now. You cannot discount any of those teams that they're playing, especially the Blue Jays in Buffalo. The Blue Jays in Buffalo is a completely different thing than the Blue Jays in Toronto <laughs> because the, the Blue Jays in Buffalo, the ball doesn't carry in Buffalo. It's Buffalo, and you're outside. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the launch pad that's Rogers Center anymore. You don't have the home field advantage because not even the Blue Jays know where the hell they are. And it's just a whole different vibe. Like it's a triple-A stadium that was converted into a major league stadium basically for this year. And with that in mind, knowing that they are going to be playing there, the Yankees are going to be playing there soon. The Rays really need to take advantage of this series because eight of their last 11 games are on the road. Though one is considered a faux home game. They like, they need to win the doubleheader tomorrow. If they win the doubleheader tomorrow, that puts them in prime position for the rest of the series. And the, the, the fact that they're only seven inning games could help them or could hurt them if they get off to a bad start. I'm hoping it's the, I'm, I'm hoping it's the first thing, not the latter. And then the rest of the weekend, they just – Glass now needs to pitch like he's pitched before. If Morton's out there, he needs to pitch like Morton of 2019. Yarbrough needs to come out and give the quality starts that he'd given before. Uh, if Fleming's out there, Fleming needs to pitch like he's pitched before. We need – I don't even know what the heck – we need consistency from hitting. We, we need guys that haven't shown up to show up. We need Lau to continue what he's been doing. We need Rosarena to come back and do stuff. We need Brasso to come back and do stuff. We need Margot to be – uh, what he's been doing. Uh, we need we need Nate Lowe to to perform like he has performed, and he's performed really, really well in the absence of G-Man Choi. And he needs to continue to do that because he's got eight games to prove himself because, honestly, there's a battle right now, and Nate Lowe was a god in AAA and in the minors. So if Nate Lowe is supposed to be this god, then he should actually play like that. And it's just we need to we, we need to win. This is a must-win series. They can't they, – they, they can't just – take the foot off the gas and, and just play like crap. Like this is the Orioles aren't in playoff position anymore. For the most part, I doubt that they're going to make a playoff run. If they do, it'll be literally a miracle because they, I mean, they're, they're basically out in terms of their losses. And while the Yankees and and Blue Jays are beating up on each other, we need to take the initiative because we're not playing them anymore. And we need to just absolutely shove for the rest of the year. Yeah. Simply put. So get them. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully that'll happen. Um, thank you to everyone. So I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Thank you to everyone for listening. We are now officially on Apple Podcasts. So if you guys want to listen to us, just look up Raise the Roof on Apple Podcasts. That's R-A-Y-S, the roof, because because we're cool and I came up with a cool name. Uh, <laughs> listen to us on Spotify. What? We like to play on words. Our yeah, journalists. play on words. Although the sports journalists love the play on words. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but the two big things right now are – Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Anchor. I believe we're on Breaker and a couple of other ones. Uh, you, you guys can check that. We'll, we'll put links in the description of this of this episode. Um, we'll, we'll hopefully get this out by noon before um, the first game of the doubleheader. Uh, and then we're going to try to do a couple episodes this weekend. So we're going to try to hit one on Friday after Friday's game, and then try to hit one on Sunday after the after the um, after the series finale. Hopefully, de- depending on how things go. 
And then, you know, for the rest of the season, we got six more games left and we're just, we're just going to see what happens. But um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and raise up. Raise up, baby. That's raise cool. up, baby.